I'll just do it, you know? Yeah, just I feel like it. it's Ben's. Yeah, send it. Probably because I was out last week. Hello and welcome to Nickel Park, a couch-guided safari through the wilderness of life. I am your tour guide, Ben. And I am your tour guide to Joshua. And I'm your tour guide, Luke. That was weird. What was, uh, is it, was that from the, because of the fair, Luke? I don't know. It just kind of came to me. Y'all always do accents at the beginning and you didn't. That's true. And it threw me off so hard that one came out. <laughs> <laughs> spontaneous accent yeah i meant to do the state fair anthem uh here we go okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you didn't sing any of the words oh right oh state fair you are so fair thank mm-hmm. you i love it I love how they sing that at the opening and closing of each Kentucky State Fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they have that guy run the the burning torch of tobacco mm-hmm. up to the the middle area. Mm-hmm. To the fountain. Yep. Where he throws himself and it in because it's burning very hot. Right. Yeah. Much like the Urukai in the Twin Towers, he dives headlong into the fountain. Right, and much in the same way, an elf is shooting him with arrows, but he just won't quit because he's from Kentucky. This was weird. Um, so Zach did a good job last week. Filling he did. In, I, I agree. Feel like I listened to the episode. That's good. Um, and you guys know how I'm like responsible for the hiring and the firing for Nickel Park. Mm-hmm, like I'm the one who's sort of gotten us and uh, then uh, gotten us all those interns that we don't have anymore. Because mm-hmm. you fired them. Because fi- they right, cause I fired them. Um, they were too funny, I think. Was that the reason? Did I they, think you got a little jealous. Yeah, they were yeah. encroaching on our uh, turf. Right. Um, so well, here's what I'm struggling with. Most, so mo- I'm looking for, I'm supposed to be hiring, but also just personnel in general. How do we get, you know how most podcasts have a sugar daddy, right? Mm-hmm. The podcast sugar daddy, that classic sort of older gentleman who just kind of gives you money for your mm-hmm. show. <sighs> I haven't been able to find one. How, I've been, do you guys have any ideas for how we get a sugar daddy other than just getting on the podcast and asking for one? Mm. You, I don't think you you can really ask for one. They have to come to you. So you need to be going to places where they are and well, present yourself as vulnerable is not the right word. Um, no. Right. Available. Available. For right. receiving money. For, right. For Well, I mean, let's start for the base for, for quality time, for spending quality time with them. Of course. Well, yeah, yeah right. that's how that's, it starts. It's not a weird. It's not like a weird thing. They just all they ask for in return for their money is some quality time. Mm-hmm. Audibly, like, 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 ear, with the hearing time. Hmm. Yeah. Audi- to talk auditorial. To auditory time. Yeah. Auditorially time. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's what brought it up. Was we went to the state fair, and I was like, okay, for sure, there's gonna be some dudes out here looking to spend some money. On mm-hmm. some young, fresh faces and fresh uh, podcasts, but I just couldn't break into the market. You know, like I feel mm. like like there were some opportunities that presented themselves, but I just couldn't. Like I just, it just never worked. Like there was always someone else there who was younger and had a better podcast. Yeah, mm. silkier voice. I think it was. Was it like a confidence thing? I don't know. I mean, I thought I hit all the right spots. Like, I went to the antiques section because, mm-hmm. you know, that's where they gather sometimes. Um, I went to the wine section, food courts. Maybe maybe that's what we'll do for our 100th episode. We'll go out uh, and acquire a podcast sugar daddy. Okay. Well, if there's any sugar daddies listening who need a podcast, uh, please contact us because we are free and have lots of available time to listen to talk or to talk. Talk. we're doing the talking yeah well they probably want to talk too right it's a two-way street so how about that stay fair huh yeah i think we need to get into that
the highlights? Should we should we touch on some highlights? I think so. First okay. of all, there was no state fair last year. Right. There was no right. Kentucky State Fair last year because COVID ruined um, the whole year. So this year, it came back with a vengeance. Well, I've got a, I've got, I've got a highlight here that uh, we can start off with since this is usually how the fair starts in the first place. All right. As you boys know, at the beginning of the fair, there's an auction held for a country ham. The best country ham in the whole state. Mm-hmm. How much do you think... The country ham went for at this year's auction on a big comeback year like 2021. Yeah, I'm the people need this to be high. I'm gonna guess 1.4. That's million. Yeah, I feel like I have some historical data like like previous years have gone for definitely over a million. I mm-hmm. feel like close to two. So I'm gonna two 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 million. I think I'm gonna say 1.8. Okay. Uh. This year's prize country ham sold for a record $4.8 million. Wow. Jeez. It was purchased by Central Bank and Kelly and Joe Kraft. Kelly Kraft is a former ambassador to the United Nations, and sorry, Joe Kraft is a coal industry billionaire. Wow. Mm. Wait, so they're, they're... multinational billionaire type folks and they're only dropping four mil on the best ham yeah. you can get your money on yep now i'm almost disappointed whose podcast do you think they're backing because i didn't know when they did that auction i would have been there with bells on and that's it <laughs> true <laughs> i would have been in there with a big old blue ribbon on my butt be like hi i'm a country ham <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to be on our podcast? Could we get them on the podcast to talk about how they blew all that cash on a piece of old dry ham? Yeah, we really should just start reaching out to people, you know? We should. We could like we could get them on the show by making them think we're going to talk about how charitable they are and then we could roast yeah. them for that for their financial decisions. <laughs> <laughs> we could bring up just the general price of ham like that you can get at the store. Right. Mhm. And then tell them how much they overpaid by. Because it's going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars a pound. Yeah. <laughs> What's the price per pound? What do you think those things weigh? Uh, For what? A country ham? Yeah. Like, eight. Uh, eight pounds? That it's got to be more than know. that. It's a guess. I think 16. Sure. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Four, four point what million? Uh, 4.8 million. Uh, I did pounds per dollar. It was a very yeah. small number. Uh, that is $300,000 a pound. I should have been able to do that with simple math, given that it was 48 and 16, but that's fine. Now, is that more than gold? Because I feel oh. like that's more than gold. Oh, absolutely, Surely, right? Yeah, by far. I mean, a pound of gold, that's a lot of gold, but... Uh, Yeah, a pound of gold is only like $21,000. Oh, my gosh. So... Jeez. Yeah. Good lord! Just for reference, a honey baked ham at the Honey Baked Ham Company, uh, you can get for uh, seventy nine dollars. So, might have overspent there, a little Joe. bit. Do you think that the pig's family gets any compensation mm. for the noble sacrifice that their their brother, sister, dad, cousin, whatever made? I feel like I've heard somewhere where the, whoever buys the ham also has to take in the family of, of the donor. Mm, I like that. Let them live in luxury for the rest of their pig lives. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it's like a pardon one, mm-hmm. cook the other scenario. Much much like Jesus laid down his life so that we may enter the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. this country ham laid down his life so that his family can enter the kingdom of the billionaire. Specifically, he just laid down like a leg. He could still be out there. That's a really good point. They I could like- maybe. Do you think he could just maybe take just the leg and the and the and the haunch, mm-hmm. but leave the rest of the pig? Do you maybe think it's three pigs in a trench coat scenario where the pig cut his leg off, cured it himself, entered his own mm. leg into? The state fair, and then collected four point eight million dollars on his own leg. I didn't, but I do now. This is insurance fraud, sort of. 
could burn your house down and then get millions of dollars for selling it. That's kind of what insurance fraud is. It's more like selling your kidney on the black market. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one probably thought about that. No one probably thought to ask the person who had cooked it if they were a pig, because that would be ridiculous. Right. No, No one would assume that. People with their conventional brains could never Mm -hmm. arrive at such a conclusion. And pigs can make a lot of weird noises. They could probably work out the, like, like three words you need to say. Like, "Mm, good ham. Money? (laughs) Me, farmer, kin. Good (laughs) ham I've made. Eat it. And then, yeah, and then the rich uppity people are like, ah, yeah, that's how farmers talk. Yeah. Don't even think about (laughs) it. (laughs) They've only ever sat in on UN councils and run their coal companies from miles away. Boy, mm. we just are talking about everything. It's such a depth today. Yeah, We're really getting into the weeds. A lot of this mm. is going to have to be cut, especially the sugar daddy stuff, because that had a weird energy. <laughs> we'll see. There was, there was another record broken this year. Should we mention that? Yeah. Yes, please. Um... We we got to see it before we knew it was record breaking. Well, mm-hmm. before it was officially record breaking, but I mean, when you saw it, you knew. You got that energy, like it had that sheen to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And and what are we talking about? Uh, I'll let you in. It's a pumpkin, the largest pumpkin in Kentucky, p- potentially ever. I would Absolutely I would say we're ever. probably yeah. top top five at least uh, in terms of largest pumpkin ever created. I mean, it broke broke the broke the state fair record. Yeah, the prestigious Kentucky State Fair record. What what was the final weigh in? Did we? Uh, sixteen hundred sixty six pounds. One thousand six hundred. Sorry, sixty three. One thousand six hundred sixty three. Oh, good. Because if it had been six six six, it would have been the devil's pumpkin, and mm-hmm. it would have had to just break it on site. Yeah. Right. Then it would then. We were making jokes at the state fair about how David Blaine was inside of it. David Blaine would have been inside of it if it was 1,666 pounds. No, I think Chris Angel would have been inside well, in that case. Maybe both of them <laughs> together because they definitely both could have fit in there. This thing was a monster. Yeah, it's on our Instagram, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, we posted a picture of it. This is the Cinderella pumpkin. It is. I do have sad news, though. It is not the largest ever grown. Oh, no. No. I feel like the largest in the U.S. was like, we looked it up, right? It was like 2,600 pounds. Yeah, so the largest ever was in Germany in 2016. It was 2624. Unbelievable. We are half a ton off pace. That's Germany, though. Hmm. That's true. It wasn't quite fair. German engineering is a different thing. Yeah. I mean, the cars they build... We've nice. got no chance against their pumpkins. That's just simply growing something. That's easy. They mastered that millennia ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the other cool thing is, uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but apparently, so the the man that grew this pumpkin, his name is uh, Dwight Sloan. Uh, mm. Dwight Sloan is posing next to his pumpkin with a giant check, and on that check is written the number 1,663, mm. which means... That's a pound per pump or a dollar per pumpkin. Pound. Doll- Good night. What's a up? A dollar per pumpkin per pound. Per pound. A dollar per pound for one pumpkin. Which means, weirdly, he brought in 1,663 pumpkins, and one of them was the largest. I didn't follow that. It was a dollar per pumpkin, so that would be like 1,663 pumpkins. It's funny. Someone will get it. It's funny. I feel like Dwight Sloan should have some beef with uh, the ham. That was good. That was funny. How I said beef with ham. Um, he's not getting the return. Okay, three hundred thousand dollars a pound versus one dollar a pound. Yeah. Yeah. What's the deal, huh? And clearly, one is vastly more impressive. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. I looked at all the hams. They all looked roughly like large pig legs that had been smoked for a year. The mm-hmm. pumpkin. Looked like it had been cared for, mm. like it's, it's it's you can't even compare the two things. I agree. It's like a baby. It's like yeah. a well cared for baby. Like they could have cooked like twelve of those pig legs all at the same time. I mean, like mm, 
let's submit them all, see if one of them's any good. The pumpkin, you really only get like one shot at that. Mm-hmm, like you see the mm-hmm. pumpkin that's like growing out of his mind, growing out of its gourd, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then like that's your pumpkin now. That's the yeah. one you start shoving the needles in and playing the Rocky Balboa music. He didn't have 20,000 pounders out there chilling that he got to choose from, you know. I think we need to get some kind of like hashtag going for a social movement like justice for Sloan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and get this man paid. And all future pumpkin winners. Right. Right. And state a new rule. Pumpkins are greater than hams. Can we get pumpkins are better than ham shirts Yeah. for the fair next year? Yeah, yes. just a pumpkin and then the greater sign mm-hmm. ham. Yep. You know what? You know what? I bet those I bet those rich folks, I bet they just store them all in a cellar somewhere. They got like yeah. 20, 20 ham legs. Ham hocks. Yeah. Yeah, right next to their wine that they're not drinking. Right. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. Wasteful. What do you think he did with the pumpkin? A lot of pies. He probably gave it to an orphanage. As a playground? Yeah. And then have and make yeah pies out of. Could you taxidermy a pumpkin? <laughs> have it live forever i think if you just like dropped it in a giant cube of like epoxy and then just like you know yeah. just pri- imprison it in that forever oh could you just yeah and make like a kid's play place out of it that would be the coolest play place <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying like cut cut a little door in it and then shellac the outside and the inside then we're talking about entombing the pumpkin now yeah, I mean, similar thing. It's still entombed. Yeah, still it's on. just being, it's like if you entombed it and then played with it and maybe made a little tower out of it. Mm-hmm. And do you want kids to be in? Do you want to play on on and in pumpkins? I'm getting I that do. I sense do. that maybe you missed, on, missed out on that in your childhood. I didn't play on or in really any pumpkins as a kid. Yeah, me neither. But I want to change that for my son. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want him to be playing in a pumpkin and be like, I'm a first-generation pumpkin player in my sure. family. Sure, yeah. And you get to raise your son with, like, now watch out. David Blaine could be in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could, he's going to have a healthy fear of David Blaine. As everyone should. <laughs> right. Like, it's not going to be monsters under his bed. Monsters, schmonsters. He won't give a – he, like, will not care about those. But he will ask me to look for David Blaine. <laughs> and it'll be like in his clock or like yeah. in a doorknob or someplace that no one else could be except David Blaine. And you'll have to say, I'm sorry, son. No chance. I'm getting near that man. <laughs> I don't I really don't know. He might be in your doorknob. Yeah. There's nothing I can do about it. Good night, yeah. son. Your fear completely legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> Where that, do you think you got it from? Right. That man froze himself and held his breath for a quarter of an hour. There is nothing I can do to stop him. Your mom and I haven't slept in months thinking about it. (laughs) We got that pool installed, and I know no one has swam in it since we got it because we're all afraid to get in it. Yeah, you do have to, like, when you pull the pool cover back for the first time each season, you do have to let it sit for, like, one minute longer than David Blaine has held his breath for, just in case. (laughs) Just to make sure he doesn't come up. Yep. Get you. Uh, we could talk about some of the victors. I want to get into the results for sure. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I've got some beef with a couple of things in the results categories, mm-hmm. but we don't have to start with that. Uh, I wanted to talk about some of the naming conventions of the categories. Okay. Okay. So, so first of all, if you pull up the results for the dairy cattle section mm-hmm. of the of the Kentucky State Fair, uh, first on the list you have the Herdsman Award. And this was awarded to six fine farmers, mm-hmm. um, and they were awarded best herdsman. Mm. Directly below that, there is a Supreme Herdsman Award. This was awarded to one man, Caden McCl- McIntyre. Yeah, yeah, you're looking at it. Yep. Caden McIntyre. Caden McIntyre is now the Supreme Herdsman of the state of Kentucky. And I think that's just a spectacular title. That's a that is- sick title. I hope he gets like a, a cape and a scepter mm-hmm. that he rules over all the other lowly herdsmen with. I would love to know what all the difference, the differences are. Like, so there's the regular herdsman and then the supreme herdsman. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know what the difference is there. Maybe he's just like, you think Caden is just like really old, so they felt bad for him? Or do you think he's just like he is just better than all the other herdsmen? I think he's just so much better. Right. I think he like he is both a good herdsman and also an outstanding human. Mm. Okay. Okay. And then there's the Supreme Champion Dairy Cow, which mm-hmm. is a which is a good title as well. And then there's the Reserve Supreme Champion Dairy Cow. Mm-hmm. Which is just like in, is, just in yeah. case the first one dies? Just in case. Yeah. I think that's just in case the Supreme Champion is just too tasty that nobody can resist the urge to cook them up. But they're dairy cows. Oh, that's like, a good It's all point. about what comes out of them. Like how, like what, and, but it's like two separate things. Like do you enter into the Supreme and then the Reserve? You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We've got a good dairy cow, but they are nowhere near Supreme. They're more like a Reserve Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. Do you, is, because it doesn't say like second place. Like it's a whole different category. Right, it's they a whole new category. They got first place at being the the reserve. Yeah, it's like first place in the losers bracket almost. Yeah, but it's not right. It's not like second place got nothing. There's no second right. place supreme champion. Mm-mm. There's no podium in in dairy cattle. You had to enter. Oh, you. Sh- I guess you got second. You should have gone in the reserve. You would have totally smoked all those fools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Competed in the wrong bracket, you fool. So, I've got some issues with this in that, if you'll notice, this the second place, well, actually, I guess he's first place. There's a lot of first places in the Herdsman. The Herdsman listed second. This is the Kentucky State Fair, but this, this Benter Family Farms is from Brownstown, Indiana. Oh. Oh. You're oh joking. my gosh! And it then you go down Indiana. to Supreme Champion Dairy Heifer. Yup, old Jeff Stuckey, and he's from Milford, Indiana. Go one more down. Joseph Nash also taking home a first place trophy from Lindenville, New York. Where are these fools coming from? This is the Kentucky State Fair. How did they get in to our state fair? I don't trust that at all. Yeah, so I've got an issue with that. I don't know how that works. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. Especially the people taking taking home first place. Like if we let Indiana compete, but they just came last, like automatically every time, totally <laughs> yeah. fine. In fact, I'm in favor of that. Yeah, that sounds good. But then, old Brian Klein from Milton, Indiana, takes first place in the heifer intermediate calf born between December first, twenty twenty, through December twenty eighth, twenty twenty one. There's some really great names on here though. If you want to name your kid, like look at the. Look at the list. Stephen Mudd from Burn, Indiana. Get out of here, Stephen mm. Mudd. Zek K. Eshwire Kingsray. That's a name. That's beautiful. Uh, was there something else you wanted to talk about in the, uh, the uh, no, results? It was mostly that. It was mostly confusion. I mean, I'll move oh. on. We can move on from cows, though. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Because I, oh. I had some stuff I wanted to talk about in the hobby section. Pulling it yes. up. Yes. Uh, one so I was flipping through the categories of the uh, the hobby section, and one that stood out to me is there's a miscellaneous section, and under that, uh, there is one uh hobby section that is titled any article of bread dough or polymer clay. What? Hmm. Yep. Any article of bread dough or polymer clay. That is a category in the hobby section at the Kentucky State Fair. I'm not sure what polymer clay and bread dough have in common exactly i'm not sure either but did you happen to scroll past miscellaneous Mm -mm. because you could argue this is even stranger special entries there's only two categories Mm -hmm. the first one is variety of hobby items done by any group okay very broad only one person entered in that great and they won event and then the second one Mm -hmm. is Entry should be a type of hobby. Item done. <laughs> oh, I think it's entry should be a type of hobby item done. Like any hobby you can do. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And Sarah C. Basham absolutely nailed it. Best hobby. She did a hobby and made an item that she did, mm-hmm. and it was done well. <laughs> Maybe the best. I'm, I'm mad they don't tell us what it is. 
We should. Oh, we gotta. So we need to keep these and then go make sure we look specifically for these categories next year. Mm-hmm. So we know what to expect when we talk about a type of hobby item that's been done. Mm-hmm. I really like scrapbook page depicting a family. Do you think they use their family or just a, a family? <laughs> no a chance. Family. They definitely go out and find a better family. I need to enter more things in the state fair. There's some categories you cannot lose. Yeah, because you'll be the only one to enter. Right. I'm, I'm shooting for the article of bread dough or polymer clay. I'm going to just put a ball of dough on a plate and submit it. Like, like best it. in show in paper craft. Now, I'm not going to get first place in that because Kim Malbacher is for sure better than me, but I will come in second place. Right, because there's no, there's no one else. Right. Now, maybe everyone knows that no one can beat Kim, so they just don't even show up anymore. Right. Oh, Kim you- also won the decorative paper craft item. So that's a thing I did notice. Like, there are clearly some people who just run these events. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, if you're good with paper, watch out. Kim's going to crush you. What was Kim's last name? Um, Malbacher. M-A. Malbacher. There's an H in there somewhere. Oh, here's a good one. This one, this one uh, I guess, got too competitive. So there's painted gourds. You can paint a gourd, and mm-hmm. I guess the competition was just too tough there, so they had to subdivide it out. And now they have Christmas uh, painted Christmas gourds and decorated gourd birdhouses. What's a Christmas gourd? I don't know. Hey, hey boys, I did a I I did a the old uh, Control F on this PDF. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Kim, uh, what did we say her name was? Mal Malbacher. Uh, she submitted and placed in four events. Wow. Yep. Jewelry made of other materials. I was looking at that one. Yep. Uh, miscellaneous, untitled. Uh, <laughs> paper craft, obviously, and paper craft. So there's wow. two paper crafts, I guess. Yeah, there's different kinds of paper crafts. You got to get more specific, you know, for the state fair. This is a real deal. <laughs> she placed first, first, second, second. I like the the amount of jewelry. Like, there's jewelry made with beads simple then there's jewelry made of clay or wood gotta be hard to wear especially the clay (laughs) yeah what i feel like it'd be tough to make a chain a wearable chain out of wood and then there's jewelry made of seed beads which is something (laughs) yep i saw that one and then there's jewelry made of metal but there's a stipulation no precious metal (laughs) so this has got to be just like steel or pig iron like nothing pretty and then jewelry made from other materials. Uh, no metal. Here, I made this necklace out of uh, lampshades for you. Right. <laughs> There's also a category for painted rock. Oh. I like that. I'm going to do a red one. Does it specify how big the rock can be? Because can I paint? It does. Ah, oh, bummer. It says size not to exceed 10 by 10 inches. Mm. There's two. Now, uh, curiously... There's two entrants, second and third place, respectively. Sydney Hill from Shepherdsville, Kentucky, and who I can only imagine to be a relative, Wesley Hill from Shepherdsville, oh, Kentucky. Good for Big them. into rock painting. I do like seeing the power couples. Yeah, or siblings. Or siblings. Or both. Like, you can only enter one thing per category, so like I guess we both got to do one. Because we need yep. to clean up in the arrangements using vases. See, I was really hoping there wasn't a size stipulation because I would want to paint a uh, a one-ton rock like a pumpkin and attempt to submit it in the pumpkin contest. Mm. And if they discover that it's a rock, I could say, oh, no, this is for the rock painting contest. I brought it good. to the wrong spot. Ah, my bad. That would be good. Now, Cheryl Goldman is a real beast when it comes to arrangements. Because she got second place in arrangements for Christmas. First mm-hmm. place in arrangement for any other holiday. I guess other than Christmas? <laughs> uh, she got first place in arrangement for informal dinner table. Uh, she didn't bother completing an arrangement for occasional table. Because what's the point of the occasional? Uh, and then she came in third place in most creative flower arrangement. So, Yup. I, I did a control find on Cheryl Goldman. Ten. Ten events. Wreath door decoration for Christmas. Holiday wall or door decoration. No Christ. <laughs> you fool. If I see Christ, 
You are disqualified. That's the only all caps no I've seen. No, Christ. They are not even kidding a little bit about it. Don't you try to sneak Christ into your holiday wall or door decoration, you fool. I think we've found our mission. We compete in that and we uh, sneak in Christ. We gotta put Christ tiny in little there. baby Jesus woven little in there. Tiny Jesus. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. Oh, and then at our acceptance speech, we we break the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you, you fell put for all it. three of ours together, it makes one Christ. Ooh. Oh, that's like good. Yes. That's all right, so, so good. we have to win first, second, third. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe they look at them individually. They're like masterpiece, incredible. Looks kind of vaguely like knees and shins, but I love it. <laughs> and then they put them all up in first, second, third on the wall at the fair, and they're like, mm-hmm. no. They've done it to us, They've and it's it. one Christ, and he's like laying down, <laughs> striking a pose, and we got him. Oh, that's oh, my that's, favorite thing. I got just one other beef, I think, mm-hmm. we can okay. cover quickly. <laughs> so I went down to egg the egg show. They just mm-hmm. call it the egg show. It's called egg show. Um, egg show seems like a real, like this is a real family affair. Apparently not a lot of people put their eggs in. Because uh, if you look at the the competition for white, I'm assuming eggs, mm-hmm. uh, the categories are white, brown, and pastel. Mm-hmm. Or pastel, pastel, as some people call them. Pastel. <laughs> <laughs> Under white, first place, Larry Anderson. Second place, Larry Anderson. Third place, Cyrus Bivens. Fourth place, Avery Bivens. Fifth place, Cyrus Bivens. Sixth place, Avery Bivens. And seventh place, poor Sadie Hughes from Louisville. The only person, I guess, to only enter one egg. Everybody else used up all their entrances and got first through sixth. That's crazy. The Bivens cleaned up in the white category. But that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's got to be, they got to be, like, related and just trying to run the egg show, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm Mm-hmm. I think I need to. I think I need to just submit some white eggs next year. Yeah, just go to Kroger. Yeah, from the store. I was just gonna paint plastic ones white. <laughs> Make that. sure they're the Eggland's best or whatever they're called. Yeah, with the label yeah. on it. Yeah, you can clearly see it. I'm gonna see how good those judges are. I was gonna paint plastic ones and I was gonna put hundred dollar bills inside and see if that <laughs> didn't do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, no, these aren't the best eggs. Trust mm-hmm. me. They yeah, look looked... like plastic eggs. No, 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 no. Should we go do some ads real quick? Yeah. I guess. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Ad Booth, the booth where we do ads. We're going to do ads real quick because... We're talking about the fair, and we want to do uh, fair good things that you can buy at the fair. Uh, we're just going to hit on some of our favorite parts of things that you can shop for and what you can expect to find at the fair. Number one, for me, there's a booth that sells nothing but pickles, and they have just giant 10-gallon buckets of pickles. And you roll up to the stand, and you say, hi, I would like one quart of pickles. And they open up the lid of this 10-gallon drum of pickles, get in there with a big old ladle, shove it all in a quart pitcher, hand it to you across the counter, and send you on your merry way, and it's beautiful. Well, folks, after we go big, we like to go home. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite booth is the big one, and it's for the Kentucky State Police, because they got to try to sell you on those guys sometimes, (laughs) and they do it at the fair, and they try real hard. They bring out all the cool old cop cars, and they let you do pull-ups or something, and that's pretty much the whole campaign for the Kentucky State Police. Yeah. We are strong kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go come like us. So so my favorite booth is really just a portion of a larger booth, but it is the best one I've ever found and it is just a selection of hats with different names for grandpas on them. <laughs> um and they're so good. There's we got uh just pop uh mm-hmm. peepaw, papa, gramps, grandpapa, uh Extra old dad it is uh-huh. so good. This is real, I promise. Uh, I also want to talk about uh, all the belt buckles you can buy there. If you're ever in need of a belt buckle, 
you can buy belt buckles with John Deere on them. You can get them with John Deere with a Confederate flag. You can get them with uh, John Deere with a Confederate flag with a possum riding uh, alligator. Whatever you want, mm-hmm. they got it. And you can put it, slap that bad boy right on your belt, and, and you're off to the races. I like the fact, this is just a general comment, I like the fact that if you wanted to buy a pool and then a new air conditioning system and mm-hmm. also a set of knives, you can do all those in the same aisle. And then, what's that? You can turn around and you can get a cooking lesson from an ancient man with a small little kitchen set up. And then donate blood. And then, yeah, and then you can donate blood and they'll give you a cookie. All right, well, cool. Thanks. Uh, Those are the ads. Go to the State Fair. It's got all kinds of good stuff to buy. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the unconventional solutions part of the podcast. Uh, This is where we take your standard everyday problems that we all face and we solve them unconventionally. Today, as uh, to keep in step with the theme, um, we're talking about the State Fair and very specifically the competition of best rabbit, best bunny. Yeah. However you want to say it. Now, if you enter your bunny into the competition, there are a strict list of requirements that it will be judged on. Uh, and we are here to prepare you to, uh, to prepare you to prepare your rabbit for this competition. So, uh, we have the list in front of us and we're going to go through and just teach you how to get your rabbit ready to go. So you can get that big blue ribbon. Yeah. And it's quite a list. Yeah. You so, think it would just be like looks and feel? Mm-mm. There are... 30 items. 30? Did you just count, actually? Yeah. It's 30. 30 individuals. Wow. Holy cow. 30 items, baby. Let's get it. All right. Here we go. Number one, head. Head. Tough. That one's going to be mostly genetics, I feel like. Yes, but I will say I've seen a lot of competitors will do Botox the morning of mm-hmm. for their bunny to get that ideal. Because what they're looking for is, you know, ideal shape and feel um, and and a little Botox kind of above the eyebrows to give them a nice, cute, heart-shaped head mm-hmm. is, uh, is a pretty common practice. Right, under mm-hmm. the eyes for those thick bunny cheeks. Mm-hmm. You can and obviously... Also, go ahead. I was just going to say, you're going to want to do some sort of um, styling with the yes, fur. You're going to get the trimmers in there and the and the gel and the wax and, you know, really shape it out exactly how you want it. Mm-hmm. Right. Similar w- uh, with the ears. Uh, you can oh, you're, do... You're jumping into the next category? You're going just bouncing on to category number two. We got 30 of these bad boys to get through. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, well, we should at least announce category two. Ear Category two, ears similar uh also you can do this is controversial you could do an ear transplant Mm. let's say you have three bunnies and they each have sort of one's got a good head one's got good ears and then one's uh not worth thinking about so you push him aside (laughs) and then you go ahead and just take from one the ears from one and put them on the other put the ears from the one back on the other one so they both have ears so it's fine Peter is happy about it but one does have the combination good ears and head. And bunnies yeah. are actually totally chill with that. Um, another thing yep. you can do, there's there's two basic uh, forms of bunny ear, and that's the erect and the flaccid ears. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can actually, this isn't, I'm, I'm letting, in, letting you guys in on a little secret. Some people will actually use wires and... Um, discreetly hide them in the ears to shape them exactly how they want mm-hmm. right much like a bonsai tree yes exactly like a bonsai tree mm. a bonsai bunny a little snip snip here a little snip snip there there a snip there a snip number three potentially my favorite category agreed bone 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 specifically yeah not plural right specifically the the, the bunny bone the bunny bone you're gonna need right. to get a, get a rabbit with a good bunny bone. Yeah, and tell me, tell me what judges are looking for in a good bunny bone, Ben. It's mostly feel. Mm-hmm. It's mostly feel. Uh, have you ever felt a rabbit's foot and you're like, ooh, 
Nice. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. bone. That is yep. actually where the bunny bone lives. Okay, it's the lucky bone. It's the lucky bone. Specifically, the left foot is the yep, bone okay. that the judges are looking at. So they want to feel that, and they want to feel good definition, but not be able to sort of break it real easy. Right, that's what I was going to say. There's a stress test yeah. that they perform on all the bunnies, uh, and a lot of them do well, mm-hmm. just to calm anyone's nerves. They, yeah. The stress test goes well, because everyone's you know milking their bunnies up real good to get them right. strong bones. Bone. Yeah, they don't actually, like, none of the, the bone don't break. It's just a little, like, you, you know, yeah, okay. Sometimes it's got a little give. Next one, shoulders. 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 Important. Very. Yeah. Gonna need those boulder shoulders. Those big, bad, bunny boulder shoulders. Like John Cena, but on a furry bunny. Uh, steroids, actually, there's nothing in the fine print about that. Go ahead and use them. Mm-hmm. Beef them up. One easy thing you can do is you can make you can insert heavy metals into all of your bunnies' carrots so that when mm-hmm. they go to pick them up, quite heavy. You progressively overload the carrot weight so that the mm-hmm. bunny picks up the carrot oh, okay. and gets stronger and stronger every time. There you go. Next Shoulders. one, loin. Again, singular. Yep. This is all. This is just all genes. This is up to the good Lord and how He made them down there. I agree. Next yep. category, hips. hips. Now this one is plural, thankfully. Um, yep. Bigger, bigger the better. The bigger right. the better. The less they lie, the better. Uh, they actually hook them up to a, uh, a true. What's it called? The truth detector or lie detector. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they will hook the little probes up to the the little bunny butt. And uh, they will ask them a series of questions about the farm they were raised on, their parents, you know, that kind of stuff. And uh, the bunny with the best score and the least lies is going to have the best hips and it's going to be scored the best. So make sure you raise a, a truthful, honest rabbit. Make sure you get them into Bible study young. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely critical. Yeah. Also, don't let them lay on their side. Just keep them, keep them nice and level. Type. This one, I, I don't know why they still have it. Yeah. In today's culture, you know? Agreed. Well, no, I mean, well, so back in the day, everybody knows that, uh, you know, bunnies were real fast. They got real fast feet, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So people didn't always know how to type as fast as we did. And they would just let the bunnies at the keyboard and let them go to town because they got those quick feet. And you could train them to type for you. You mm-hmm. give them like little carrot snacks on the right keys of the typewriter, and they go clatter away, and then you've got your book written. But it's not really relevant anymore because we all know how to type at this point. Like we're not going out looking for rabbits to type for us. Like if I want to write my book, I just go write it. Sure. I don't, I don't need a, right. a typewriter rabbit, as they called them. All right, we got we got. Yeah, we gotta we gotta start cranking <clears throat> balance. Uh, Can they? Yeah, yeah. It's simple. It's actually a true false category. Yep. Next mm-hmm. condition. Uh, use conditioner. Right. Uh, I I prefer f- Garnier Fructis. Mhm, mhm, mhm. That's a good one. Yep. Yep. Smells like a fruit salad in the shower. Color. Color. We all know colors. Yeah. It, I mean, I guess you could use dyes. Yeah. You got to know your judges, right? Because some judges like some colors better than others. Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of know them. Go based on that. Fur. Have it. It's important that you raise a bunny with fur. If you get yep. a hairless one, it might be the sweetest thing. You just, you not going anywhere. Yeah, no strength of shoulder will outrank uh, a furless rabbit. Absolutely. Density. You you want it to be a good bunny density. Exactly. But not too dense. Right. Right. There's a there's a happy middle ground. Right, you where... don't want to pick up a nice fluffy bunny and it's like, Ugh! you know? Right. And normally they have, they try to pick the most average looking six-year-old. And if they can hold it comfortably, 
um, that that completes the that gets him a check there on density. Texture, soft is what you want to aim for. Mm-hmm. I would yep. say prickly. Prickly has never done well in past competitions. Use go ahead and use uh, the fabric softener from your laundry. Give them a cycle right before you take them to the fair. Yep. Mm-hmm. Spin them up, dry them out. That also gets a good floof on them. You know, a couple spins in the dryer, your bunny will be extra fluffy. Uh, tall. I believe that says tail. Uh, tail. Ah, yes, it is. <laughs> I was curious what's all meant. Tail. Have one. Tail. Yep. Yeah, you're gonna want one. Also Feet round. One. Round too, sorry. Oh um, yeah, make yeah. sure it's thick and juicy back mm-hmm. there. Uh, sorry, I jumped ahead a little bit. Uh feet. Uh two of them. Yeah, yeah, you and four f- four 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 of them? No. Bunnies have hands. Yeah, bunnies have hands. Okay. Okay, my bad, my bad, yeah. my bad. Saddle. This one's tough. I feel like not a lot of bunnies make it out of this category. Because um, that same six-year-old kid yep. got to sit mm-hmm. on them. If they live, they move on. If they don't, take the saddle well. Obvious disqualification. It's pretty barbaric. We're trying to get that one changed. Uh, undercut. This one is mostly just to measure um, how well-versed they are in uh, hand-to-hand combat. Obviously, if they have good shoulders, they're gonna have a great uppercut. They, mm-hmm. but here they also want to test their undercut just to make sure that they're well-rounded in all categories. Uh, next one is cheeks. Four of them. Yes, they do check that they're all there, but then the second metric is volume, uh, containable. How much? How much they can fit in there? You right. know, how many? How many carrots can you jam in them cheeks? And that mm-hmm. that one's a little weird. They'll just uh, take a two liter, hook it up to the mouth of the bunny, and just kind of hold it upside down and uh, just see how much it'll hold. Yep. Blaze. Right. Blaze. How chill is your bunny? Yep. So practice that with your bunny as often as possible mm-hmm. before the fair. Mm-hmm. Toke up. Neck. Short, I think, is yeah. what you're going for mm-hmm. most of the time. You want a very close head to shoulder distance right oh is that what is that what that's about what did you i thought it was their ability to sort of um you know little neck necking Mm -hmm. was it not i thought it was like you know how they say bunny bunny kisses are the best kisses Mm -hmm. and they get them all in your neck and let them kind of get in there oh yeah it might be that neck nuzzle ability that might be why i didn't win last year yeah your dude had a short neck. Yeah, that's all I raised him for. I really <laughs> put a lot of effort into the short neck. Yeah, yours had an inverted head. Yeah, <laughs> just kept squishing him. <laughs> his shoulders were so big, his head was between them. <laughs> okay, next. Stops. We all know bunnies can goes. That one's natural <laughs> for the bunnies. <laughs> the big thing is, can they stops? So they take them out on the track. Uh, very important. Uh, yeah. uh, next is butterfly. That's sort of just this is, like a this, back to hip mobility, right? Like, yeah, kind of how like if you if you put them down, can they get their hips real wide and mm-hmm. open? Mm-hmm. How well they can yoga pose, really? So stretch, right? Do a lot of stretching. Right. Uh, do the Jackie Chan maneuver from Forbidden Kingdom. Or whatever that movie was, where he ties the ropes to his ankles and then the other guy's ankles, and they sit back to back, and then he puts his le- pulls his t- legs. Real Karate tight. Kid. Hit, hit Karate kingdom. Kid. Karate Kid. Someone too. will get that. Do some stretching on your bunny. Uh, I circle. Mm-hmm. Round. Uh, they make uh they make uh braces essentially eye braces for your bunny uh to make sure that they're nice and circular. Uh, cheek spots next gotta have them gotta have them uh kind of yep. marilyn monroe e no not marilyn monroe is she the one that had the spot the beauty spot marilyn manson I'm thinking of yeah marilyn manson that's right yep okay you want your bunny to look a little bit like marilyn manson mm-hmm. uh next we have side markings and that's that's just up to you whatever you want to put on there decor yep. decoration wise yeah i saw one that was right. lightning mcqueen 
95 with the lightning bolt. Yeah. Real cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, spine. Need that. Need a spine. Gotta have it. For... Don't try to bring a bunny that doesn't have a spine. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to do well in the saddle bit. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, those are close to related. Yep. Uh, ear, ear base. Uh, below the tip. Best spot mm-hmm. to have it. Not a lot of ways you can train for that, unfortunately. No. That's just kind of anatomy. Uh, ring. Uh, I was just going to say this is based on their performance in a f- five-round match of boxing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Bunnies are good at punching. Uh, definition. A burrowing, gregarious, plant-eating mammal with long ears, long hind legs, and a short tail. That's a rabbit. And lastly, the ticking. T- ticking. The less Tourette's, the better. You want it to be like a metronome, but not too loud. <laughs> uh, well, that's how you that's how you uh, that's how you get a prize winning uh, rabbit at the Kentucky State Fair. Uh, we hope you learned something from that. Real quick, can we all just run through and say our favorite things from the State Fair? Pickled tongue, very good. Donut burger, mm. also very good. Uh, the tobacco room. It's my favorite. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, well, folks, this has been our second edition of the Kentucky State Fair episode. For tradition, it was way too long and probably not all that interesting for anyone <laughs> listening. But if you're still listening at this point, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did because it's our favorite day of the year. Um, if you want to, you can hit us up at nickelparktours at gmail.com or on Instagram at nickel underscore park underscore podcast. Uh, thanks to Sons of Circus for the use of our theme song. Thanks to Jake Byron for the use of our ad song. And thanks to the Kentucky State Fair for just being the best. Just the best. All right, folks. Until next time, I am Ben. I am Joshua. And I am Luke. Can you show me how you put it all in motion? Show me some loving and show me emotion. Can you show me how you put it all in motion? Yeah.